think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Okay, so you know I love good wordplay. And Third Love is crushing their wordplay here. When you have a bra that pinches or slips or just isn't comfortable at all or is comfortable but isn't your style, you've got problems. <laughs> How excited was Third Love when they thought of problems? Well done, Third Love. I see you. When you wear Third Love bras, you've got no problems. They fix the problem of size exclusivity with their famous half cup sizes that revolutionized the industry by giving more options to find a bra that fits. And they fixed the problem of guessing what bra will fit you with their virtual fitting room and other helpful guides. A bra size chart, a bra 101 education section that's basically an FAQ for all your burning questions, and a ton of great reviews from real people. My sister just texted me, 99 problems. But pinching <laughs> isn't one. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. Welcome back to We Can Do Hard Things. Today, we are continuing our conversation with six-time Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, performer, producer, number one New York Times bestselling author and activist, and our dear, dear friend, Brandi Carlisle. But today, we are having a double date. We are joined by, of course, my beloved wife, Abby Wambach. And we welcome Brandy's wife, Catherine Carlisle. Catherine, one of our favorite people, has devoted her life to the intersection of music and activism with over 20 years of experience. Since 2012, she has served as the executive director of the Looking Out Foundation, which has raised over $3 million for a variety of grassroots causes. She has also served as creative director for Phantom 309 Productions, and you'll very quickly find out she has an amazing voice. She's also an incredible writer. Catherine and Brandy now live outside of Seattle, Washington with their two daughters, Evangeline and Elijah. Let's jump in. Her secret is that she did voiceovers before she moved to the city. <gasps> That's, her secret job. That's my yeah. secret dream job. She okay, is the we're going to start because I want to talk about that. Okay. No, 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 that's not. Oh, no, really? No, 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 no. I mean, Let's we can't talk about okay. that, okay. Don't worry. Don't talk about be... my perfect voice. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are we recording? Okay. Oh, All right. So you've just um, you've just joined already. <laughs> Our double date. Um, this is we can do hard things. Double date episode with Catherine and Brandy. And you've kind of interrupted us in the middle, but that's okay. You don't need to apologize. <laughs> yeah, just to give the four and one, we just had lunch, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. so we're technically now in the after food portion of this double day. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the after party, <laughs> and we were just learning that Catherine used to do voiceovers. Oh. This doesn't surprise me at all. Tell me more. <laughs> Shall I, or do you want to? No, tell, tell no, the person I, who does the voiceovers. <laughs> we want to talk. It was uh, I worked at a studio as a studio manager. And uh, they would do voiceover stuff in the studio. Listen to that and, voice. And oh, stop. It's and then perfect. One day, um, one of the vocal coaches doing this voiceover work said, you should, you should do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. And I had like a couple of lessons and uh, did them out of my cupboard under the stairs. Okay, if anyone's listening right now that like is in charge of voiceovers, you just need to hire Catherine. Oh, I could listen God. to her all day. Actually, that is a line. In the rock. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's so good. What is that line about when Catherine goes for a walk um, and you're so codependent that you oh, can't handle her me being out in my garden and, t- and you out on your walk is mm-hmm. all the distance this poor girl can take without oh. listening to you talk. I mean, listen to her. She's only human. I yeah. love that song. I get it. Okay. How, just, how did you guys meet? And who asked out who first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who saw who first? Oh, I love this. This is so exciting. <laughs> well, I knew what Brandy looked like before she... Met me because obviously, you know, she's Brandy. Right. And I did not know what Catherine looked like. And this is actually very funny because I was involved in a, um, in a, a campaign um, in the States called the Fight the Fear campaign. We were mm-hmm. teaching women uh, self-defense in response to a really violent crime that happened in Seattle. And Catherine would, had been reading about it all the way over in the UK. And she got in touch with my um, manager and mm-hmm. asked if, if her and Paul McCartney, who she was working for at the time, organizing his sort of charity stuff. Um, could donate anything to the cause to help us raise funds. Um, and my manager connected me with her because she ran a foundation and I had just started one. And so I was being mentored by this person for quite a while, actually, like a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And I knew some things about her. I knew she had a girlfriend. <laughs> I knew she liked the Indigo Girls. And I knew she worked for Paul McCartney. And I thought she was Paul's age. Oh, <laughs> going so back the whole to the voice. time. I thought I was talking to like somebody pretty close to se- like 70. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. So when did you discover that she is in fact not? When I saw her. Um, and how did you see her? About two years later. Oh, New York. She came to a show in New York City. She had come to um, New York to work at the at, uh, Paul McCartney's office in, in New York City and came out to a show. And I remember the tour manager being like, hey, the, the charity lady is going to be <laughs> at the show. And I was like, oh. I want to go out to the gay bars with all the lesbians and my friends is in New York City. What the hell, you know? And I, I got to see the charity lady. Wow. <laughs> and I got back to the dressing room and there was Catherine in her 28-year-old glory. We were both 20. I just couldn't believe my eyes. The shock of what I thought Catherine would look like to what she did look like was just really disarming. Did you love her right away? Yeah. What was like the first thing you said to her? Um, hmm. I think I made, I think I said, I thought you were 70. <laughs> yeah. You did say something like that. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Good opener. And she was there with her girlfriend. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So it definitely okay. wasn't 
love at first sight because mm-hmm. okay. we weren't in that headspace. No, mm-hmm. and Kim was back at home in Middle <gasps> Valley, mm-hmm. and her and her girlfriend were going to go to Memphis. They wanted to see the place that rock and roll was started. Well, and I was, I was like, don't come to Memphis, come to my house. Mm-hmm. 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 And so they did. And we became fast friends. We played guitar all night. We cooked steaks. And mm-hmm. I did love her right away. Aww. Absolutely thought she was just the the funnest person. But it was a really platonic at first mm-hmm. for another year. Yeah. For one whole year? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> and then who made the first non-platonic move? <laughs> well, Brandy... Um, I say her, she says me. No, you get you, we don't w- you winked at me. You gave oh, me a really big a cocky wink. wink. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Can you describe the like what Yeah, we we were at a uh, blackjack table. <laughs> I'm a cliche. Um, it's a long story. And she had her leg cocked up on the chair. Uh-huh. She looked at me and, and gave me the most confident w- uh, wink I've mm-hmm. ever received. And uh, it made me feel really nervous. And I thought, ooh, what, what, what am I supposed to do about that? Um, probably winks at all the girls, you know. I was sweating. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, it made me sweat a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say that was the boldest move. It was the first time that, that we were like, took. oh, you know, maybe we, we, there was no tension. There wasn't any of that like long drawn out playful. lesbian friendship tension thing. Yeah. It was just like, I just, that was the moment I was like, she is so gorgeous and Mm. really fun. And, you know, my, my brother was there with me and people in my family. And it was just like, there was just something about it. It just belonged there. Mm. And I was like, I'm just going to give her a wink. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether to be like impressed or disgusted. No, I'm either. Because like a wink, it feels like so. so confident. Very confident. Yeah. Yeah. Very and it was like, language I, know, I might the, want more than this. Like uh-huh. one of those. It was like an open for business. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm open <laughs> for business. It was a yeah. sign. Okay. It was a lesbian sign. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm new here. So I didn't know yeah. that was one of our I, signs. Yeah. I was relatively new too. Oh, so, oh yeah. okay. Right. We have so a handshake too. I'll show you later. We have a what? We have a handshake, handshake too. I'll show what, you later. What you're finally going to show me? But then we didn't see each other again. We went our separate ways. But when we saw each other again, it was like, I saw her and she saw me. And as soon as we locked eyes, I remember she was standing in the front of a tour bus. I was standing in the back of a tour bus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. And during those three months, were you guys in connection, con- like contact, communication? Really casually. Very casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Catherine had sent me some music. She'd been making some music mm-hmm. in her band. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had sent her a bit of music and there was mm-hmm. no, nothing, no hidden agendas in it. We just, mm-hmm. I think we knew, we really knew instinctually. And actually we've never really talked about this to keep enough distance between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a lot of to distance. To where when we did come together, it I was. I lived in London yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You knew that something, we had that. We were mm-hmm. like, we know this is going to be like an almost holy thing. But and so yet. we need some time to yeah. get our shit together mm-hmm. so that when we get together, neither of us hurts each other kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yes, we did that. Yeah. Or, yes. or compromises our own integrity. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that yeah. was like a really, like we wanted to separate from our former lives mm. well yes. so that we Things. could step into our future. Yeah, because we want to enjoy telling this story, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I yeah. do. Yeah. Yes. Did you both have that foresight? What would she, you say? She was more mature about it than me. I was like, what the fuck? I just want to see you. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> I, I made and held the line. Yes. Wow. Right. Yes. That's yes, right. Yes, yes. That's and I'm really grateful mm-hmm. because it is a story I love to be able mm-hmm. to tell. 
And I feel really good about telling it now Mm -hmm. in hindsight. It was too Mm -hmm. important. And I remember thinking you were too important. Like this is not something to mess with. Yeah. And you met on a book tour, right? Super sexy, a librarian's convention. Whoa. 2,000 librarians. Yeah. I was just thinking about that moment. (laughs) So there were like seven writers lined Mm -hmm. up on this dais. And then there was maybe 2,000 librarians. It's the hugest ballroom ever. And then they – and Abby. Okay, so it was seven writers Mm -hmm. and Abby. Mm -hmm. And this was like at the height. She was just retiring. So, And so then they said, okay, um, you can all come up for – to get your book signed. Mm-hmm. So, so then all the seven of us writers sat there and there was one line up for Abby. <laughs> it was so awkward. Because oh, wow. I was like trying, I wanted her to think I was cool. And yeah. there was no one in my life. Oh, so I just oh. had to be like, um, I'm just not doing signatures right now. And like no, walk away. It yeah. wasn't quite like that. It was like that. I mean, listen, I'm not a writer by trade, but here I was trying mm-hmm. to like sell my book to the <laughs> librarians of the world. I hadn't even finished my book. So they all had their books. Oh, wow. And I just had like like a cover sheet. Mm-hmm. She was deciding whether to actually tell the truth in her book, whether oh. to talk about addiction. And she came up to me in the hallway. We were walking. We had never spoken before. We had, mm-hmm. I was already in love with her, but. Because, oh, you, it was love at first sight. Uh, it was, Bad. well, now I see it as desire at first mm-hmm. sight. I mm-hmm. thought it was love, like. Mm-hmm. Magical, mystical Disney love. It was. It was, but I think. But um, now the, I the think, drugs have worn off in her brain. You know, <laughs> not the drugs. We'll but talk the, about the that. science, the chemistry in her brain. Yeah, it was love at first sight. <laughs> but she, we were walking through the hallway, and she stopped me, and she knew that I had an addiction background because she read all the little blurbs about the people who were going to be there, and she was like, "I'm really. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've heard, like, what happened to me." I'm like, I don't, I, where would I have heard? Like, what are I you? I don't do sports. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know I'm what you're talking about. Like, what? Yeah. what? Mm-hmm. And she was like, like on ESPN. And I was like, no, no, I haven't watched ESPN. Yeah. She had just gotten a DUI and it was a really hard time for her. Yeah. But she was so terrified to talk about addiction. She was mm-hmm. thinking about putting it in the book because for somebody who's like a shiny Captain America type, sports mm-hmm. type, they mm-hmm. have they have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was so weird for me to hear because as people in music or, or a writer, mm-hmm. I'm like, so what? Yeah. It was Everybody the first... has addiction mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. What right? is there even to write about? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> What else would you write about? Yeah, it was the first time anybody in my life had ever given me advice that didn't require me to be perfect in Mm. order to stay where I was. Right. And I just remember she touched my arm, electric. Yeah. And Mm. and I was like, what the fuck? And then she goes, I have a rap sheet as long as your arm. (laughs) Like in the real world, we like real people. And I was like, oh. God, so that's that was my, that was do. my wink. Yes. Yeah, that's was. Was pretty good. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Pretty pretty good. Good. good advice too. Yeah. yeah. So the tour bus, the wink of the smart person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The wink <laughs> the of boundaries. words. The smart person <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have like a blackjack table on <laughs> my leg. There's always one around. I don't know why. Pod Squad, we know about you. You, like us, pamper your pups with clothes, fluffy beds, toys all the days, any little thing their goodest hearts desires. Why then would we settle for burnt, smelly pellets in their dog dishes? Maybe you don't. 
Maybe you go with the farmer's dog like I do for Seamus and you reap the benefits of giving your dog real, fresh, healthy food. It looks like real food because it is real food. It's made with human-grade kitchens with the same gentle cooking you'd use if you were preparing meals for your family. It's even fun signing up. You answer questions about your dog like what health issues they might have, how old they are, what breed and personality they have, and more. You're not only getting fresh pre-portioned food, you're getting fresh pre-portioned food for your specific dog. And your dog may just have a newfound respect for their human too. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at www.thefarmersdog.com slash hard things. Food made in human-grade kitchens with the same gentle cooking you'd use if you were preparing meals for your family. Maybe more. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at www.thefarmersdog.com slash hard things. So when you saw, Catherine, when you saw Brandy on the tour bus, would mm-hmm. you, did you also feel like, oh shit, something is happening? I mean, not in that moment, but I felt it actually prior. I remember like I was on this Greyhound in bus traveling to see her and, uh. Dedication. I know. Yes. I know. I got on a fucking, excuse me. I got no, on no, a no, Greyhound bus. So that was love, obviously. Oh, yes. Um, but I remember feeling really nervous, like really nervous and I had I didn't have an appetite and that's when I know there's something mm. wrong with me mm-hmm. <laughs> um and yeah <laughs> sort of food. yeah I love food yeah <laughs> but uh no I do remember the bus and I do remember it kind of becoming mm. obvious that it was like a mutual attraction and that maybe there was hope for us Aww. but uh it all felt a bit hopeless at the time okay you do have a hopeless voice. because oh, I know I, 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 know. I forget we're in a podcast. Uh, I'm like, like ask Catherine oh, more questions. Stop it. Talking. Ask Catherine more questions. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so hopeless at the time because you were in different places, different countries. Yeah. When did you decide? Okay, I'm going to freaking move to America and live in a commune in the woods <laughs> with no heat. Uh, she didn't. <laughs> There's reveal. heat. I make heat. <laughs> There's happen heat, and the fire, the fire gets made every day <laughs> which is so awesome yeah can Again, you tell so us about I do your happily. house like, it's so awesome. tell us about your house <laughs> well it's a log cabin it's a log cabin at the foothills of the cascade mountains yeah i get that right yep yep um and it's uh it's a really beautiful place it's really humble and there's a wood stove and you feel like you're going a bit back in time wow. and uh it's just really cozy and it's beautiful all, all year round it's just so you 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 like split your own wood and you create mm-hmm. your own heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every there's single no day. There's no heat like it. And there's no heat like it. It's like yeah. forced air just like blows stuff around. It just mm-hmm. feels, I don't, I don't like the way it feels. I like kind of radiant heat. And she does too, because that's mm-hmm. like all, all the cobbledy streets in the old England. Higgledy-piggledy houses. Air conditioning or, you know, <laughs> heat coming out then. They don't have dryers. Oh, no. We have radiators or warm on water. water. Oh, that's um, so interesting. Water. I'm just... <laughs> Water. I don't know. I believe you if you told me that right now. So, uh, you know, there's this wood stove. You know, I've lived in this house for 21 years. There's a wood stove right in the middle of the room. And the room is, everything's in kind of one room. There's like a little loft with a couple of bedrooms the kids are in and everything. But for the most part, this is this big wood stove in the middle of the house. And mm-hmm. we just make a fire and keep it going. I mean, I, I, I keep a fire going for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then just, mm-hmm. just let it go out to clean the 
wood stove. Mm. So when it's really wow. cold, mm -hmm. what happens in the middle of the night? Well, you know, you you pack a wood stove, especially one you get really, really used to for all these years in such a way and you close down the dampener in it to where mm -hmm. it starves the fire of oxygen just enough to keep it warm. But there's like that flame and blazing and mm -hmm. everything. So when you wake up in the morning, you just introduce the air and it goes whoosh, and lights itself back up. Mm -hmm. This is a metaphor. Mm -hmm. Out of here. This is a really mm -hmm. good metaphor. Wow. What, wow. what do you guys fight about the most in the mm -hmm. log cabin? Well, <laughs> it's the splitting of all the wood, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, we have uh, pockets of dysfunction and they complement each other, actually. Yeah. I, I, I have a, an We're issue about good fighters. We dishes. fight all the time. Mm -hmm. Do you? Because yeah. I've never yeah. seen you fight. Well, the, little, well, we the, the cute bicker things yeah. like dishes are wonderful. But no, we're, we don't like, we don't want for anybody to think that there's anything unnatural about having, unnatural about having a good row. Like we, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll what would it there. be about? What was your last like actual, mm. we are having a conflict. We are going to have to work through. Not just like, you know, a housekeeping one, but like a real one. We normally... You know, Christmas is um, an interesting time, mm. you know. Um, we typically fight around that stuff. We fight about alone time. Mm. Uh. She needs it, I don't. And <laughs> she doesn't need it from me which is weird. Like if I'm there, she still feels alone. But like, <laughs> Do you worry um, about that? <laughs> that whole thing. It's I'm very good at paying attention yeah. to myself. Um, but like, you know, I, will, I want company. I remember like being a kid, like my favorite sound was gravel under car wheels. Mm -hmm. I was like, who's here? Uh, yeah. Who came yeah. to surprise me today? And I'll change everything. Like if you come for dinner, I might not want you to leave for three days, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And Catherine's just like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, Catherine, my, that's my favorite sound too, but it's because people are leaving. People leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I like company. I just, uh, I like to know when people are showing up and, mm -hmm. and when they're going to leave as well. That's mm -hmm. important information. Um, but yeah, we, we've learned to like live with each other around that kind of thing. But big fights have come of that. You know, mm -hmm. I want family to come and stay and she thinks that we, we need some family time away from other family or whatever. So we've had big fights about that. Mm -hmm. We've fought about COVID. Oh God. Um, you know, neither one of us hates to not be in control of a situation or not know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. We're just like, we're together all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You two must be. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. about you guys? What's your most constant fight? Um, we fight about control. Like I tend to be a very controlling person. Um, and so Abby is uncontrollable. <laughs> and that is like, you know, which which bends first, the impenetrable force mm -hmm. or the it's it's that I think has been interesting. But I think we fight mostly about how we fight. Yes. So it doesn't mm. matter oh my God. the yeah. fight. Mm. Like it doesn't matter what the problem is. It's mm -hmm. that after the problem, we go into this pattern where I'm trying to be right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are you doing? You often go to shame. Mm -hmm. So like if, if, so if something happens, like Abby drops something and we're fighting about dropping, she'll be like, I'm the worst person in the world. I'm, I can't believe I did that. And so then I have to be like, no, you're like such a good person. <laughs> and then I'm pissed because I'm like, wait, how did we end up here where I'm talking about what a good person are? You dropped the fucking thing. That's clever. Oh, that's, that's a, a good thing. That is right? a whole yeah. kind of thing. And then we feel like we have these bulletproof jackets. I feel like when you get, in, when you hurt, get hurt. 
hurt is like, what do you do with hurt? So then you put something on, mm-hmm. right? Like Chase, you always put on humor. He'd just start laughing about everything nervously. And then, or one of our kids would go to apathy. I don't care, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, what would you think your bulletproof vest is in a, that covers hurt in a fight? Well, I think you kind of hit it on the head with the shame bit. I, I put a shame jacket on, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, like, what does that all mean? It's, I think it's a power play. Mm-hmm. How do I get out of this to win? Yeah. Right. Same with you. Control is a power thing. And like Glennon, if we were to get into a real argument, will 100% of the time win because mm-hmm. she is very smart and very good mm-hmm. with words and will come up with 72 different cases in which this just happened. The point was proven. And that's where we we start from. Mm-hmm. This happened yesterday. We got we were walking and we got in an argument. And it, and it was that. It was like she said, "Okay, if you want to be right, oh wow, go ahead." Be it's just right. like I don't. That's I'm not that's in this. Torture. Yeah, I'm not yeah. in this to be right here. It's like awful. I'm t- I'm telling you right now, Ooh. whether it's right or wrong, what you just said hurt me. And she's like, "Can you mm. understand that my feelings are hurt?" That's what actually. Was Can the you thing. just stop and understand that my feelings? That's are hurt. brilliant. That's, that's really. Good I wish I could say when my feelings. Amazing. What? Wow. That's really I mean, the result yeah. that would get from me would be like mm. excellent. Oh, that's my, real- my result wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're often. I was like, but like still stuck real quick, one more time. I yeah. want you to listen to me explain why what I did was right. Yeah. So, what mm-hmm. did you? What do you say when your feelings are hurt? Like, how do you express yourself or um, not express yourself? <clears throat> I'm. I have arrested development emotionally. Um, I I can only express one emotion, which is typically anger. Okay. So I won't feel sadness. It's just an extension of of mm-hmm. sadness anyway. Anger, but yeah. that's how I um, would uh, display my emotion. And I actually don't know at the time that I'm sad at all. I just mm. feel angry. So yes, I make sure and tell her. Mm. Yeah, I make sure yeah. and tell her exactly how she's feeling oh, all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that good. Helps. That's a that good strategy. That's she's, super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not like worthy of her, like if it's being disproportionate, I say things like get a hold of yourself. Oh, that's no. really oh, helpful. Tell her to calm down. Or, have Pull you read a newspaper lately? Oh. Pull yourself together. These are really effective. Yeah, it's my favorite one. So you say pull yourself together. Yes. And then, and then what do you say after that? Calm down is one of my favorite ones. Well, I. Typically, um, so you you go to shame. That's your armor. I actually fall asleep. <laughs> she swears to God. I, this hair comes down. Like- because uh, she's so um, brilliant and intellectual and measured and articulate and seems to have all the answers all the time and seems to have control of herself. Um, so I get so exhausted by it, not being able to. Mm-hmm articulate myself because i'm feeling all the things because i'm <clears throat> i'm all about nerves and feelings and she's like up here mm. so uh, i have to i have to fall asleep it's just so physically exhausting <laughs> and mentally draining and it, and it always <laughs> happens in the car which has made me think she can't drive so i never <laughs> let her drive because i'm afraid she'll fall asleep and then i'm like oh it's because we always fight in the car and you fall asleep uh, and then you wake up and you're like oh oh well, what should we have for dinner like everything, it's like everything's great when I wake sleep. up. Sleep. That's her. That's mm. her palate cleanser. It's just a ten minute nap or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I I love the way that she processes feelings, and I don't think she has arrested development at all. I think she's going to live to be one hundred and ten years old because of the way that she walks through the world. That's amazing. And it's like, I mean, I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with Catherine at all, except for all the things she thinks are wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. 
Oh, well, dear. one of the things that I struggle with with Glennon, because... Abby you know, wants to get back to that real quick. No, I think that this is important because the feelings bit. Like, Glennon feels like the world's pain mm. a lot. Yeah. Mm. But she struggles in her own personal life to actually be able to access those emotions. So sometimes I'm hurt. I'm like literally crying. Mm. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I'm crying. And she, that it, it, something shuts off or shuts down inside of her where she just goes completely cold. Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. Gone. Do you know what I think it is? What is that? Arrested development. But also- <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect. But She's also, I think... I've never said this out loud before, but I think that I was raised, I was raised as a girl, a very girly girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was raised to be in a heteronormative relationship and I was raised with toxic femininity, which expects toxic masculinity. And in a marriage, mm. that means I am vulnerable and you are not. Mm. And if you start to get vulnerable, I'm scared as shit because wait a minute. Who's going to protect who, us? No, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Like what's happening there? Ooh, like, who's going to protect us? Whoa. I think it's like a deep, like, <clears throat> it's like that thing where, where women want their male partners be vulnerable. Cause that's like the buzzword right now. But don't. But actually when you see it, <sighs> yeah, the most Stop. feminist women inside are like, be a fucking man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, it's Ooh. this weird thing when you're taught that you have to be passive, you have to, you need a dominant mm-hmm. person. It allows you to be passive because you know that there is a dominance, but I have both. I'm dual, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so sure. when I go, dare I say soft, or when I actually have real like emotions, Glennon's, she'll, I can see it on her face. Like it's a hardening, like, like a bye uh, out of like, here. Like mm. I can feel it, but I know that's not her. Mm-hmm. Like I know better than that. Mm. So I have to like, I have to explain my real true depth of sadness. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. I know. And you're doing a good job. Thank you. Did you you. have like overly emotional? Did you have to comfort an overly emotional parent or anything like that? Um, No, but I was, I feel, I think I was raised in a loving, but very volatile household. Mm -hmm. And so when someone else is that I love, it sounds like my sister too, by the way. Mm-hmm. When someone starts expressing very strong emotions, whether it's like yelling yeah. or cry, I, it makes me freeze up. Oh yeah, that yeah. that and 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 I believe my whole thing is feel it all. Like I, mm-hmm. then when someone to me close to me does it, I'm completely stunned. <laughs> Not with the kids. You, you except with the kids. Yeah. You're you're. It's it's a protection. It's a safety thing. Yeah. Like this is out of control. Yeah. Is how it feels. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. I know I've been there before and I feel like I'm always expected to know everything despite having all of these questions. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, good news. Now all that info is in one place on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools with info like student-to-teacher ratios. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. 
It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I want to talk, you told us about your house. The other special thing is that you live with, you have, you really do have like a family situation that's not just your little family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Well, it's cool. It's like um, my band that um, I've been in for over 20 years, like they're twin brothers, Tim and Phil, and um, one of them married my little sister. Oh my gosh. And so like 21 years ago, I bought this five acre um, property with the, the, the log cabin on it that I still live in now. But there's all this property around it because it's like out in the middle of nowhere. And like, as our family has grown, people have started to buy property around it in the in the band and it grew to 95 acres so tim and phil moved on with my sister and then tim's wife and they had kids and now the kids are growing up together and then because bands are so can be so insular if they choose to be um Catherine has two sisters that lived in boston on the east coast and when they graduated high school they would kind of come out on the road and um hang out with the band or sell merch or whatever. And then our band's cellist married Catherine's sister. Mm -hmm. And then the engineer married her other sister (laughs) and they all moved to the compound too. Yeah. Wait, I did not know that. Each have one child. So we live with Catherine's sisters, Mm -hmm. my brother, my twin brothers, my Mm -hmm. sister. And, you know, so all, all in all, it's six, eight kids now on 95 acres where we just walk to each other's houses or take four wheelers or whatever. And, you know, lately we've actually been thinking about how we can continue to get together because we've gotten, so it's actually getting so overwhelming for my house, mm-hmm. which is now the smallest house because it's nothing's changed, you know, mm-hmm. since all those years ago mm-hmm. to get, but I, you know, like I'm destined to be in, uh, the young matriarchs. Like I wind up cooking everything and we wind up in my house and it's like, it's too many people now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, can't you just build right next to we're talking about it, like yeah. a big barn or something. Yeah, that's yeah, like a big cool. kitchen. Yes. Like, yeah. A pull-down dishwasher like they have the elementary school, you <sighs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> that is that's so good. The holidays are hilarious. We have to, like, stage all of the cooking. Like, if I do a roast dinner, it's, oh, my goodness. It's like I have to do, like, you know, three trays of roast potatoes, and then I have to cook, like, you know, three different turkeys and three different ovens. And there's and not enough wow. chairs. We have to go get the Crazy. drum throne and the piano bench yeah. and all these different things and the kids' chairs and everything. It's like, and we have so to feed cool. Kim too. You know, you know, we oh, have yeah. to feed Kim, Kim every Kim's night anyway. Next door. Kim, explain Kim. <laughs> um, Kim, Brandy's ex. Um, Brandy's Kim. ex. She lives next door. Okay. So, Kim, okay, because that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. So, I want to talk about that. I left that one out. I want to know with you two. So, do you not deal with jealousy in your marriage? Like, you live live in, your your ex lives in a house next door to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, you guys are very evolved about this, for real. But, like, Mm -hmm. how do you, do you not, are you, neither of you jealous people? Um, Um, We are about each other. Like if I thought that someone had a crush on Catherine and mm-hmm. she had a crush on somebody that was actually meaningful, I would lose my mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would become a danger to that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel better. Thank <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. We are that way. Yeah. So I just want to. You, you, you're both that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both okay. are. I mean, Abby yeah. always says she's not jealous, but what do you think? I'll let you speak for yourself. Well, you, are. you just got to this gay world. Yeah, and <laughs> so there's Here a part go. of me that you're naivete. Naivete. When it relates to other women 
that come into your life. I'm always just like, um, because I have not only gaydar, but I can sense energy really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, be careful there. And also, mm-hmm. I have to admit that I have a lot of PTSD in getting cheated on right. a lot. So right. um, it was just the nature of never being home. That's so weird. Why would I think that I could be in a relationship that I never was home for mm-hmm. ever? Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it surprises me now that I could think that that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yes, I do get jealous. But um, mostly because and I don't mean this in, a, in an offensive way. Um, because I don't think that you're paying attention to mm. some of that. To vibes. Yeah. Mm. I don't even know if you know what to look for in that. Well, I didn't know you about the wink men. until today. <laughs> no, <Interesting>. you do. <laughs> but here's the thing. You do with men. Well, yeah. I, that's because I, I yes. It's just like, so oh, no. Oh, gosh. Like, because it's repellent. Well, and then coming from the other side, I, when, when we were talking on, in the last episode about being newer, the hard things about coming out later and coming out earlier. I I haven't, I don't know what the boundaries are. Like I was, I was, oh, I was, a, I had a friends, I had friends that were women. And like, we didn't, I, we just, we didn't have boundary. I mean, we didn't make out, but like we, we were very close and like now suddenly I'm supposed to read things in a different way than I ever have before with women. So mm. I can see your point. I, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. But I think you'd know. Yeah, yeah, I think I would know too. I'll know mm-hmm. first. So. <laughs> Abby, I'll know first. So to answer the question, yes, Abby is jealous. Yes. <laughs> I'll know first. And I've already warned her about it. We will have already had a conversation. It's all good. Yeah. So, but you are. And are you jealous? Um, I mean, I, every I lesbian in the whole wide world wants mm, brandy. Yeah, so it's very hard for me. I think I'd have a I real problem if I really... Brandy. I think I'd have a problem if I was innately jealous. I don't think I'm an innately jealous mm-hmm. person. Um, and I do have to accept that there's a lot of women fawning over Brandy and, and I just see that as a compliment, but no, if there was ever anything meaningful, you know, mm-hmm. I would be very similar to Abby because I think Brandy may not see things straight away mm. just because of how intoxicating and how magnetic she is and how her profession, people romanticize mm-hmm. singers and yes. artists and they read too much into the lyrics and there's like infatuations happen very quickly. <laughs> Interesting. I, would go, I mean, I've probably said to you a few times like, oh, you know, just pay attention to that person. You know? Yeah, and you're mm. always right. Mm. Really? Yeah, she's always right. Yeah. Okay, that's good for me to know. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very first person I told that I was going to ask Catherine to marry me was Kim. Mm-hmm. And she was so excited. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that told me to go and and um, make something more of what of what she could see that Catherine was mm. to me. She did. She's she probably, was the biggest supporter of our relationship. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that Kim's like the most evolved person in the world or anything, but it, she is, you know, special to me, and she and she loved me most of my has loved me most of my life now, mm-hmm. or, or a big part of my wow. life. And so she just saw. She's like, yeah, that Catherine thing. That's this is it. This oh. is when you go. Wow. That's really special and it cool. It is. Um, that's cool. It was. And yeah, now she lives next door. And like That's why it's not awkward. Right. It's sometimes it is. Like I she mean, has little compulsions. <laughs> what do you mean? Like walking into our bedroom every morning? No. no. Caffeinated and telling us how to load our dishwasher? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> she walks into your bedroom every morning. Well, yeah. <laughs> she won't she won't mind. She'll think this is funny. This no. is amazing. No, I Or like or funny. like if we go somewhere, it's it's like I drive because I have to drive everything because no one can drive me. And, mm-hmm. um, 
Kim has all these little caveats like built in. Like she says she's got sleep apnea, which I don't think she does. And she says that she. Do you think it's it's weird that Kim and Catherine both fall asleep when you talk? Or do you? Because that's a coincidence. I'm just seeing she, a pattern. She. Uh, no, but I'll, I'll give that some thought. One thing I do know is that she gets in the front seat next to me and then we fight the whole drive and Catherine sits in the back seat and laughs. No. Kim gets car sick. Everywhere we go. So, it's me and Kim in the front and seat. And I'm not allowed to drive, apparently. Like parents. So, Mm-hmm. There's Brandy White knuckling it with Kim, and then I'm like the kid in the back, and I'm watching my parents argue. It's like so fucked up. But <laughs> this is your time but alone. Very entertaining. This is your time, this is yeah. your time that you get That's to yourself. That's when I also fall asleep. Yeah, <sighs> you're watching oh, in real life. <laughs> so you don't, Abby. Abby and I have now have finally decided after five years of trying to make it work mm-hmm. that I just actually refuse. I will never drive. When Abby's in the car. Thank God. Like, it's done. It's over. I made that decision about a month ago, too. A month ago, I'm just not doing it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Someone's going to die. I told you I was sorry about that. I told you I was sorry immediately. Are you a driver? Are you a backseat driver? Is that what you do? Do you scare her like Abby scares me? Do you? Yes. 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 I mean, to be fair, I'm genuinely terrified. Same. And to be fair, how many cars have you hit in the last seven months, Glenna? I mean, how many? This is a hard How many, times, how many yeah. times have you hit this is a hard our car on yeah. things? I don't know. I'm okay driving here. We moved and the, the, the streets are thinner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like so the old thin streets. Trope. <laughs> yeah. They're not thinner than the cars. Cars fit. The cars. Every, they, they fit just as well when I drive. Okay. Some of us just have things that we're good at but some of us have things that we're not yeah, and it's okay what came first because i i never had a complaint about my driving and and i have a i didn't have any accidents or anything and i drove on the other side of the road and i thought i was doing really well <laughs> and i only deviated to the wrong side of the road once mm-hmm. and oh, was, that'll do it that'll be the that's well, she it. wasn't even in the car by the uh, way but now i feel like she count. made me a really bad driver yes, that's because she's putting me on edge all Same. the time and and <laughs> That's true. And by yeah. the way, when have all of my accidents been in? Just recently. Can I, I ask I've you both a serious question? You off your game. Lost my yeah. No, but can I ask you both a serious question? Yeah. yeah. When we are when you're driving with Brandy and you're mm-hmm. driving with me, would you prefer to be driving? Or would you prefer to be I love in the, this question in the passenger seat? Let's be honest now. Yeah. I would prefer not to be driving. See? Because because be I yelled at. <laughs> yeah. That would be my answer. You yeah. would prefer not to be driving because you are sleeping. And you are sleeping every <laughs> single drive. Well, it could be five minutes. It could be an hour. You are asleep immediately. It's the heated seat. She doesn't have heat in her goddamn mouth. The biggest the complaint I have. Yeah, the biggest complaint I have about Catherine driving is I think she will fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, no, that's, if that's, I feel sleepy, I wind the window down and it's all fine. I and think I turn that off Catherine the is a spiritual genius. The sleeping thing <laughs> is the answer. Oh, it really works. It yeah. really works. She can really sleep, this girl. Yeah. So what ways do you feel like you are the most similar? That's a good question. I don't think we've ever been asked that before. Um, we're actually similar in so many ways. I think we're both artists. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, who's going to protect us going on sometimes because mm-hmm. when we transition into that place of being artists, there's no adult in the room. Oh, wow. Mm. That's cool. Like mm. what? Give me an example of what that looks like. Well, I think you have to tune out and go into another place when you create. Um, 
and we have two kids, so we can't both do it at the same time. Um, and that's interesting. That's an interesting scenario. Um, quite often that will be a source of frustration for me because I always feel like naturally that space should belong to Brandy first and foremost because it's, you know, it's our bread and butter really. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me it's more of a, a hobby, I guess. We're, really, we're highly sensitive no, to each other's writing. Like yeah. my wife is so cool. Like, there have been some times where, well, not sometimes, every time if I, and I don't write very often, but if I do go glossy eyed and I wind up at that piano and I'm, I will look around 20 minutes later and every light in the house will be off. There'll be a candle, a glass of wine, and she'll be gone. And so will the kids. Well, I'm I mean, like, I'm witnessing. I'm like, she did it again. Well, I'm witnessing something that's coming from, you know, wow. somewhere. Wait, you're witnessing something that's coming from somewhere? Tell well, me what you mean. Well, well, she would say it comes from God, but I'm, you know, a British atheist, so it's hard for me to get on that. <laughs> you're thought. agnostic. Uh, agnostic, yeah. Sorry, whoops. Um, it's so interesting that I you do that both, every time Abby says she's atheist I'm like agnostic I know. agnostic, agnostic. yes I believe in something I don't know what it is agnostic yeah. Yeah. but um, no and, and she's not a disciplined writer and she doesn't um, write all the time it's, it's, it's very whimsical it's very spontaneous to the point where she could just be going past the piano and just go plonk and then be like ooh and she'll sit down and then she'll write this masterpiece so for me that's a really precious thing and I'll do anything I can to facilitate it because I know how these things come and go and you know you should seize the moment with creativity even if it's inconvenient you know that's That's super magic beautiful that reminds me of the real key thing that's love is protecting each other's solitude Mm -hmm. yeah I thought you were going to tell a story that that reminds me of a time when you did this. No, it reminds me of a I know, that's something. Are you going to tell them I built you a then. cabin or do I have to? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. Okay, well, tell me about that. Hands. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, we live in a very small log cabin. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, after a couple of years of marriage and, you know, two kids or whatever, I was starting to <laughs> crave some space. Mm-hmm. And we have a very busy household. Pe- lots of people coming and going all the time. And the, her favorite sound, the driveway, wheels on the on the road. Um, and I was going solely insane at that point. Um, so she uh, was very intuitive about it. And she suggested I needed a, a room of one's own, mm-hmm. right, Virginia Woolf? Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't have that. Um, and she created that space for me. She, um, Me and those Amish guys. Yeah, it was, what is it, like a log cabin Do they kit? live with you also? They came from Montana. <laughs> Hamish and Jables. Stop yeah. it. Swear Are to you God. Are you being it. serious? No, dead okay. serious. Hamish Amish and Jables. Came okay. out, mm-hmm. stayed on the property for about five days, and we built the cutest log cabin for yeah. Catherine. It's really It's special. filled with instruments and all, oh, her, all yeah. the things that she likes. And oh she goes out gosh. there and writes all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just installed blinds because I realized, like, I could still see all the things happening, and I could still see yeah. my children. So I have to, like, have a blind pulled down yeah. as well. Yeah. I had to work in the closet. Yeah, that's right. And then when I yeah. I thought, oh, I need an office because I'm a grown up, right? Mm-hmm. So when we moved houses, I got a big office and I couldn't do it. Did you I, go back I, to I, the closet? I wrote all untamed, even in our new house, in the mm, closet. Really? In the closet of the office. The office really? closet. Yeah. It was like a little troll, like underneath a eve and like, and I had this one little teeny table and had to be wow. with, because of that, huh. I would still see, yeah. like, remember my life mm-hmm. and I can't remember my life. Mm. So you write, how often do you write? Because um, we get to hear all of Brandy's stuff. Oh, um, just whenever I can, you know, I, I, it's not a priority for me. I always choose work and kids and Brandy and, mm-hmm. but on the rare occasion I'm disciplined enough to be like, I'm going to that 
little log cabin to write, um, I typically have a great time and end up being really prolific and productive and I love it. What do you love to write about? Um, I like to write for other people. I find that really interesting to put my head in, you know, walk in somebody else's shoes and try and write for somebody else. That's a really good exercise as a writer if Mm -hmm. you feel like you're uninspired Mm -hmm. by your own happy life you know mm-hmm. um i just what well, i write about my kids about brandy whatever's on my mind you know? mm. yeah. and do you not have because we one of the things we talk about is like people say well there's a kite in every relationship and a kite holder and like the kite holder is the one who holds the one who's out there and doing all the things and that <coughs> that's kind of bullshit right because then there's one person who always has to be grounded right mm-hmm. so with, you know, with us, there's like somebody who's staying grounded and then switch mm. sometimes. Yep. Do you guys feel that or do you not have a desire to be as out there I don't as have, Brandy? I don't so you don't have anything that's like, I wish I was doing that. No, God, I'm, no. Okay. No. I um, It makes me so nervous watching her have to do these terrifying things all day long, all the mm-hmm. time. I'm much happier to just support and watch and, mm. and, you know, so no, I don't, I don't have a desire to do that, hmm. but I'm very immersed in it and interested and inspired by it. And I, lo- I, I, yeah, so no, I don't want to get on stage and do that. It is so terrifying. Right? I yeah. remember seeing her, we went to your, um, Listening I was about party. to say coming out party. Was- <laughs> yeah. The album, the release of the album, we, we listened to the album. That night was so ridiculous. Wasn't that fun? Oh so my cool. God. It was, okay, so listening party. So it was a bunch of people in a backyard mm-hmm. and it was the first time anybody had heard the new album. Yeah. And you performed some of it. Played all of on it. On the ocean. People just sat in couches and listened to it. And I think it was the first time a lot of us had been out in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing and all of those amazing. And it was outside and everybody's eating mm-hmm. mac and cheese. Yes. Yeah, really and good. listening to the and album for sofas, the first time. You rented sofas. Oh, yeah. And so we were sitting on sofas outside and Catherine was so cutely nervous for you. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> oh I, she came God. over and she's like, why does she want to do this crazy <laughs> shit? Like, why? She was so. So sweet. And so supportive and so beautiful. And, and that was the night that everybody figured out that this album was going to be insane mm-hmm. it was so good and so moving i was really focused on the couch you guys were at. i was like it really it's really important to me you know what you guys think and mm. it was really important to me and Catherine that you were there mm. you know and it was that's why you know, know you don't that's why we much. sent you demos yeah. that's why it's like <laughs> you know you're an important part of our lives and we see you guys as you know kind of pivotal peers mm-hmm. don't we mm, yeah absolutely same mm. yeah mm. there's a lot of similarities too in our relationships and it's weird it switches yeah mm-hmm. with the 2024 games in paris on the horizon i've gotten nostalgic about my international career and when i look back there are a few things i would have done differently to make sure I made the most of my time abroad. And one of those things was to learn a non-English language more fully. A daunting task, yes, but a much easier one when you consider that Rosetta Stone can get you fast language acquisition through their intuitive, research-based, dynamic immersion approach. That's why they're the most trusted language learning program and have been for years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Whether it's Dutch, 
Arabic, or Chinese. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, We Can Do Hard Things listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash we can. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash we can today. Another reason, another thing that we struggle with is when we do have some sort of disagreement, this is now where we begin. Right. So we're done with that. So um, that <laughs> forever, <laughs> yeah, forever. We don't go backwards. We, we start here and this is where we start. Well, I feel like if you work really hard, you know how an argument is kind of like conflict is like you're working something out together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the point of it if you're not getting to a new understanding? <laughs> right. And then I want to move on from that understanding. I don't want to go backwards anymore because yeah. it's progress. So, having the same fight over and over again is a struggle for me. <laughs> Okay. Not I'm like, Have you guys ever heard of the it? book? Hear the book. Uh, what is it called? It's like oh, you, this, how that your son go down. No, no. Oh, that mm. that's the that's my lyric based on the book. But mm. the book is called like how to not talk about your marriage or how to no how to not uh, how to not talk about your your fight your problems. What was it? I don't know, but the whole the whole premise of the book is like you know instead of the the concept of like don't ever let the sun go down on your anger. Like you should always let the sun go down on your anger. Oh, right. Right. Just right. let something pass for a long time before you talk about it. Then so, you'll know if it's still really important or not. Interesting. So go to sleep people. Yeah. Just go back, to sleep. Go back to the spiritual. To sleep. <laughs> well, we've talked about that before. My sister, and I, like what is that rule is so stupid. Like t- keep talking about it. Cause you're, you're mm, worst. Yeah. Like you're talking about something very sensitive. <laughs> so you should keep talking about it when you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what's your worst self picture mm. of the outcome happening in that situation. No. It's just not going to happen. No. We had an argument the other day. What was it? We ended up laughing at each other. We were still in the middle of it. And we went started cracking up laughing. And I was like, well, okay, that one ended in the middle of it. <laughs> I, can't I think I said something like, I barked at you and you barked at me. I had said something rude. And I'm like, well, you really pissed me off. And I was probably Kim. And, <laughs> and you were like, well, that's what you do. You do this. And I don't talk to you for two days. And I was like, well, can we just skip that? But we ended up being this like laughing thing where we were just laughing. And I was like, well, that worked. Is that the best? Wasn't it Esther Perel who says sometimes when she's in the middle of a fight, she just lay down on the ground? Really? Because that like injecting humor into how ridiculous something <laughs> yeah. like you can't you can't keep mom- angry momentum going no. on when something absurd happens. Exactly. Mm. We get so, to that point where we keep saying the same thing. I'll say the same thing like five times. She'll say the same thing five times. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we'll go, we just need a moment. And then we take like a two minute break. We just don't say a word mm-hmm. for like a couple minutes. And then we're like. I think we're good. Are we good? <laughs> like, I forgot. I forgot. And it's like, we're not coming to a resolution. Nobody's like winning here. We're just, let's just like move on. Yeah. I think that that might be where like the forties and fifties are at of mm. age in terms of, cause it's like the more I know is the more I realize I have to just accept you for exactly who you are mm-hmm. and have no reason or need for you to ever change because history has it. It's just like never gonna happen i'm never changing you're never changing until i want to change you know Mm -hmm. until you Mm want to change what do you um want for your family and your relationship for this next chapter like what's your dream next well for the pandemic to be over first and foremost Mm -hmm. obviously um 
My dream for my family is that we just find a way to stay together. That's mine too. And uh, I keep- was like, let her answer this. Let her don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> stay, well together, done, stay together. Stay together. Stay together. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. I must have picked it up from me. No, um, yeah, just to manage to stay together in a, in a sane way in the midst of all this chaos and good. crazy times and working really hard and just, yeah, just keeping us together. Do you yeah. mean physically? Physically. Yeah. We like to experience things all together and even even not the great things, you know. Mm-hmm. It's we all, all of our traveling and our music and, you know, our activism we like to do it as the four of us for as long as we can because we know that soon these kids will aggregate. Soon they're going to have their own, yeah, you know, things, mm-hmm. and they might not want to come on the road. And a time is coming when you know they're going to say, "Mom, I want to be with my friends, or mm-hmm. I want to go to the school, or I want to do this thing." And since now is not that time, I just want us to stay together for as long as we can. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful how you do that. Did you go everywhere together? We try to. Yeah, I mean, it's not great a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they get overtired. I get irritable. Brandy gets you know beside herself and. It's, uh, you know, we're all in this hotel room wondering why on earth we're not in our nice, cozy log cabin. (laughs) But, um, you know, there's something beautiful in all the chaos, Mm -hmm. I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just keep doubling down on that codependence. Just double down. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) That's right. I love it. I I love it. Because what are you going to do? Go have these experiences that change you. And then that's how that's the growing apart. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to explain it to each other. Mm-hmm. It, when I'm on the road, like we get to the end of the day and we're supposed to be, you know, having healthy relationships or checking on the phone. I can't check in on the phone. Mm-hmm. You're the worst we're phone gone, person. I'm like in Ugh. there or here and I can't do both worst. and mm-hmm. I can't translate life. It's hard to translate life to someone. So you either have to do it together. Yeah. I know what you mean. And I will not call. And it's oh, like, she, she thinks it's a punishment, but it's like, if become, she doesn't come with me, I will not call. It is a punishment. Wow. She becomes very despondent. She won't oh. call. She won't pick up the distraught. phone. She's, oh, really? You're like, you did yeah, this. She, you did this yourself. You did, you did this, this yourself. I don't call yeah. you. What, what about, um, what about, what do you want for your family? <laughs> oh God. I mean, our family is changing so much. What's that like? Because yeah, Chase is gone college, now. Right? You know, he just came back. He's not and- gone. Chase, he's in college he's gone forever he's gone and we we just had, had him back for the first time and it was really emotional for me because I think I had this fear and I told him this like halfway through that when you raise them your way right mm-hmm. like you teach them all the things and you teach them your way your way of thinking and how you think about the world and like you do your best and then you send them away and you realize when they leave they're going to learn about other families and how they did it and other ideas oh, and like shit. Like they're going to start judging you for real because you can't really judge a situation until you're out of it. Yeah. Till you right? see another situation, till you talk to other people who are no, they're not near their parents to like, oh no, it's what all was good. Your family like? yeah, what was I like family? my parents. And so it's scary because it's like this, t- it feels, it's not, but it feels like a test of everything that you've done for the past. Like send them out and see if they still like you, if they still they respect come you, home. if they still, God. you know, and like. I can get so weird with Chase because he's the first, like he'll, he'd come into the room and I'd like turn it from the Real Housewives to a documentary on turtles. So he would think I'm like, (laughs) no, literally, and like, literally, literally, she was in the bathtub in our bedroom, in our, in our bathroom. And I was upstairs in the top floor and she texted me and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, my show, nobody's up there. I'm by myself. She said, 
I would prefer it if you don't watch any any killing or any kind of thing in the <laughs> oh, common God. areas. But you guys, the vampires, like, the killing, oh. the guns. Like, it's what show are you watching? That's all she watches. It's called Last Kingdom. <laughs> Murders. It's on Netflix. It's what I do Vikings, when I'm alone. But like, to Vikings be fair, I killing. saw, you know, the Instagram of you in the bathtub looking like there was not an ounce of energy left in your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, if, if somebody's visiting and you, especially somebody as important as your child, and you set yourself aside for long enough, you're going to think it's them you're sick of and ready for that's them to right. leave. But really, mm-hmm. you're just sick of not being able to be yourself. That's right. I mean, Brandy, that's the story of my life. That's right. Wow. That's right. Well, one time my friend said, we're going to New York to, to go to this meeting. And I said, I don't, it was like a fancy thing. And it was for a publisher's meeting. I said, what am I supposed to do? And she said, just be yourself. And I said, I don't know how much longer I can keep that up. (laughs) 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 So anyway, the point is he came home and he still loves us. And he, just hung Glennon out. Glennon got an was A wonderful. plus on her report card. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mothering report card. Wow. It Chase. wasn't like a report card. It's just like an energy that when they, you want them to come home and feel like home, like you're a resting place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you're a a charging station or like a mm. safe, good place to come back to. And that's how it felt. So I don't know. It's just, I guess with family, it's like. And we both are keenly aware of. Being in an environment in high school where you couldn't, where I couldn't be my full self. So going to college was a, was a, was paradise was like, Mm. I, it was like going to the place I could finally become myself. Mm. And so going home for the holidays or I never went home for, for summer for, for break. I just stayed in college because that's where I felt like myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really important for us as parents that our kids can feel like their true full self at their house. That's what wow. I that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm just like, do you feel like this is the place where you're held and free? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like you left and now you can be free? That's mm-hmm. right. And so that's what you're trying to figure out. And as a parent, you're kind of like Ugh. hoping that uh, they they because you don't know. You yeah. only hope. And then when you kind of get confirmation, oh, no, they do feel free. I did it how I wanted to do it because the way that it might be impacted might be different. This is an elaborate way for you to tell us we have to accept the American Girl doll. (laughs) But are these the kinds of things you have to think about now Mm -hmm. with kids that are this age? Because, I mean, I I think about this all the time. How do you how do you keep them wanting to be with you? That's right. That's what it is. How? My entire life is just trying to keep them wanting to be with me. You just keep telling them that they're perfect and yeah. then ex- whoever they show up every day is exactly who you want to be around. That's all it. That's it, right? Because My it's plan not is about- like four wheelers or zip lines. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that will be probably also sprinkled within. But what if you have American a poet child who doesn't want to go on? Like if you said that to me, what did you just say? Say that again. Like my plan is like four wheelers or zip lines. Unsafe. Not safe. <laughs> well, there's always my roast potatoes. <laughs> or her roast potatoes. Yeah. potatoes. If I have a poet, yeah. I will say, if you come round to me and mommy's house, we're going to have Glenn and Abby over. Okay. There you go. Lure them in. Look how smart we are. It's <laughs> Glenn and Abby want to come around. Because what if, and, and I just pose this as a question, what if Elijah or Evangeline are the kind of person that what if they're just like uber femme like so mm-hmm. like like what they might be then feeling in your house is the exact thing that you are feeling like 
Oh, oh, I think so. You know, I think so. I'm really sensitive to this because like what you're talking about is um, absolutely playing itself out all the time. There are things that, you know, they, that are so natural to them. This nurture nature concept is fascinating to me Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, at least at this point in their lives, embraced a gender expression that, you know, I've got to learn to navigate and yeah. Catherine's got to learn to navigate. And both oh. of us are just like, look at her hands. It's so hard. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> look at my gay hands. Yeah. Look at our gay hands. Um, but I mean, with the exception of the American girl doll, I love it. Yeah. Really? Cool. I cool. love it. Yeah. And I've got, I've really taken to like, you know, Ordering when they switched from pajamas to nightgowns, that was a big one for me because I little babies in their pajamas is the cutest thing you've ever seen, you know, with the footies and everything. And they're like, We want nightgowns and we want like lace on these things and frill. And Mm -hmm. it was, and you were able to embrace it. Yeah, they look like human cupcakes. Yeah, they looked like human cupcakes. I mean, when you last time you guys came and Evangeline came, she had you guys had gotten her a um. Like a, a little silver barrette that was crystals on it. Yeah. She, she gave that to you. She gave it to me. Well, you obviously did make it. It's impression. upstairs. Mm-hmm. Even though you didn't, you didn't make the book didn't make the book report. No, she gave you her she precious gave me thing. Her precious thing. Yeah. I'll just never forget when she told you, you guys were going to play that game and they had a timer on it. It's like so Evangeline. She's like, I don't get timed. Yeah. That was it. I, I moved that timer real fast. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> she does not get Time, as if it had already been decided by a committee. Yes. <laughs> I like it though. She knows. She knows her, the, the stipulations. This right. is like revolutionary. The stuff we're talking about, it's a sentence, two couples just having a conversation. But LGBTQIA domesticity mm-hmm. family discussions, they really are radical. Yeah. The concept of it is radical. I could not have imagined it when Catherine and I got married illegally without a license mm-hmm. all those years ago. To think that, you know, not only are we all really married, but we're sitting here talking with kids as mm. atypical parents and every, mm. uh, by every definition about how to navigate these waters that we are really finally able to get a glimpse at. Mm-hmm. It's, it's radical. It it's, is. Mm-hmm. It feels good and feels like home, but also it's pretty crazy. And I think maybe this could have something to do with like the homophobia that my mom might have struggled with during my teenage years not knowing if Wondering i could if you could ever have a life if like i this. could have what she has yeah because i couldn't then yeah. almost it was impossible want to extend a little bit of compassion mm-hmm. totally yeah. yeah i feel that way now hopefully that sense of grief is going to become a thing of the past because mm-hmm. i think that was my mom's default was mm-hmm. like am i gonna have grandkids still yeah but yeah, hopefully that's going to go away. Yeah. That could Ours be really are fucking liberating. rad. Yes. Mm-hmm. One has produced a song with Brandy Carlisle. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, what? we will let you listen to that right now. Thank you for Thank this. You. I have loved this so much. So fun. Every so minute of it. It was amazing. We can do hard things. No! Guys! We had to do it on a podcast to finally have a real double date. (laughs) I know, right? I give you Tish Melton and Brandi Carlisle. I walked through fire, I came out the other side. I chased desire, I made sure I got what's 
We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really liked it. If you didn't, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs>